G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. With our AFL Fantasy podcast, it doesn't talk about the superstars, we only talk about the less knowns and the players that are going to bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and I'm joined by Kays and Dossie. How are you doing boys? Kays and Dossie are well. We're what? fantastic, the two of us. The dynamic duo. Why are you guys so happy? You guys look looking at me like I've done something. Why is that? It's really hard to who know who's to answer first each week. <laughs> oh, I get you. <laughs> yeah, I get you. So that makes a bit more sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm glad you both answered anyway this time. But uh, yeah, welcome to another episode. How did our keeper league teams go this week, Dossie? How'd your home league team go? Yeah, I was just rechecking because I forgot. But um, yes, I did get the dubs. Just another W. You know, just another W in the book. Although I think I went down. To a certain case in one of my uh, mm. one of my legs as well, and it was an absolute shellacking as yeah. well. You know, the week before you went down to Hef as well. Oh, well. Case doing all right in this leg. Which is bad too. I'm still learning, enough. boys. I'm just new on the show. <laughs> new but, on the- um, no, I'm going to come back with a vengeance in finals time. Don't you worry about that. All right, that's good to hear. Case, uh, how'd your team go in the home league? Ah, oh, fucking another win. I oh, know you're seven and zip seven now, and aren't zip. Eighteen oh seven. High score by hundred and. Jesus, 45 points or something like that. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's quite good. You're going to be taking some beating right now. I'm just hoping you're not picking too early. You know, We've seen plenty of teams peak uh, this time of the it's year. True. And, uh, it helps when Maxi Gorn scores 149 as captain. You've got Callum Mills, you've got Ben Keyes. You know, the list goes on. That is, That does help. Uh, does help. I won again. I think I'm three in a row, which is uh, pretty amazing for my Cinderella team. Cinderella story. Yeah, five and two, I think my team is. So going all right. I have played all the bottom teams in our league, though. I don't know if that's just the way it's worked out. Maybe I've just smashed them so much that's why they're bottom. Are you I the commish know. just rigging the fixture? <laughs> no, I'm not, actually. So my commissioner days are long gone. I don't have the time for that. So uh, yeah, no, nah, not the commish. Uh, I do it. I did have like a reason, but we do kind of weight our fixtures from where you finished the year before. And I finished mid table, so I do have a reasonably good yeah. draw. So oh, that helps a little bit. But you can only, you know, beat the teams that are in front of you. So see how it goes. Yeah. Mate, I've got a question for you. Now, yep. seeing as Kays is doing so well in the Keeper League this year, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what are you, seven zip, you say? Yeah. Are you trying to channel your inner Kays <laughs> with the new hairdo that we've got going on tonight? No, not at all. I've just, um, I just thought, uh, I was a bit bored on the weekend, so I thought I'd test out the lawnmower <laughs> 4.0 and see how it goes on our heads. And uh, yeah, I didn't expect it to go so well, to be honest. And uh, yeah, ended up taking the whole, uh, all the hair off. So if you're watching the live stream, you might notice that, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of hair on uh, Hef's head anymore. But Did you do uh, the thing where you like try to do a sweet cut and then you're like, oh, fuck, I've gone too far and then I've had to shave it? <laughs> no, I actually, I legitimately just could not be stuffed, like working with my hair anymore. No. Just like Fair brushing enough, it in the morning, so I just shaved it off, and uh, I sat there with a the barber, and it was actually like, um, it was actually like you're about to jump into a pool of cold water, like, and he's like standing there with the, with the clippers in front of your head, and going, "All right, I'm going to do this now." And I'm like, "All right, I'm going to do it," and then you just zoom down the middle. I thought you must have it done it yourself, mate. No, nah, mate, got the, the uh, got the barber to do it, so uh, yeah, no, nah, it's all good. So you didn't actually use the lawnmower 4.0 on that? Yeah, of course I did. Well, the barber, the barber <laughs> what, did BYO, <laughs> yeah, and he did it there. So yeah, but anyway, talking about uh, manscape fits is a uh, beautiful fall right now in uh, at manscape world. So they say fall. This is because they're American, so they call autumn fall. So I don't know, oh, but I, I just wanted to keep their awesome puns in there because they said. Um, it's autumn. That's what do they say? It's beautiful fall right now, and our friends at Manscape want to make sure it's beautiful when your pants fall. So I just want to keep that one in there. No chuckles there. No, no good. Could have left it out, mate. I reckon. <laughs> Sorry, Manscape. <laughs> Damn. Um, don't let the trees be the only thing dropping their excess leaves, and give your trunk the look it deserves with the leaders in male grooming and their fourth generation performance package. Um, so, boys, get your baby makers ready for pruning season, uh, like like no other. And join 4 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code KEEPER20. Now, I probably should have read through that before the podcast and not just copy and pasted it in, but I thought that went pretty well. I thought it was a smooth read. Okay, that's good. Much like my balls after using Manscaped. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, classic. But uh, plenty of good products on there. Lawnmower 4.0, which I did shave my head with. Uh, the Weed Whacker ear and nose trimmer, which Dossie sticks up there every day because it's, uh, it's a jungle. Uh, the Crop Preserver <laughs> and Ball Deodorant that Kay's uses all the time. Um, it's true. Crop Reviver toner, so that's the aftershave for your balls. I reckon the best product, which is really underrated, which we don't talk about enough, is the Performance Boxer Briefs that came with it. They're the comf- most oh, comfortable yeah. pair of undies I've got on. No, we don't need to see Dossie. I've got them on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've just seen. But uh, yeah, no, I think they really like genuinely are the comfiest pair of underwear that I own. So yeah. They are very comfy. Pretty happy with those. All right, let's uh, get into the round rewind. All right, Dossie, you're up first. West Coast versus Richmond. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, no, I can't wait to talk about this one, lads. <laughs> the mighty, mighty Weagles, one step closer to that illustrious number one pick next year in the draft after getting absolutely smashed by Richmond. So, obviously, we can't take too much away from this one, guys. Did you, either of you get to see this beautiful game? I had it on the background, but the so I wasn't really, Friday wasn't night really paying too much attention to it, no. Yeah, so we got smoked. Um just stream everyone against West Coast for the time being because everyone just goes bonkers. This is how much Richmond respected West Coast. They played blokes out of position. They they could have had Dusty back, I reckon, this week. They're like, nah, Dusty, don't worry about this one, mate. You'll be right for next <laughs> week. Save yourself. Cochran was rested. They're like, oh, let's get Lynch the Coleman. Uh, let's do it all. So it was an absolute bloodbath. But on the West Coast side of things, there was some, shine, uh, some shining light, which was Greg. Clark, oh. the talk of the town in classic mm-hmm. circles what at the moment. Debut. Just the talk uh, of the town everywhere at the moment. We mentioned this on the Waiver Wire podcast that yeah. um, Kayser's put up a little graphic on um, Thursday, I think it was, or Friday after his uh, selection, and it was stolen and posted on other groups on Facebook. Kays, mm. yeah, so worldwide, yeah, exactly. Mm. So you know, he's getting some real traction out there in his rookie roulettes like and things that. like that. So, yeah. Yeah. you got any shout out for those? Uh, any particular? I'll find out after the show. I think. <laughs> All right, but 110 on Dabu, and he was as advertised. We've been talking him up. I think a lot of shows and a lot of people have been talking him up. None so much, though, as uh, Kays. You've been a big fan in the, in the State League. He's a, he carves it up there. What, mm-hmm. He's got monster numbers in the State League. We knew that from last year when he got drafted. Yep. Um, he had some insane grand final numbers last year as well. I reckon you brought that up. And then, yeah, he looked as advertised this game, although wasn't playing his traditional inside role that he's been playing mm. at stately leg was pretty much on the wing for about 90% of the game was put into the guts late and i mean inside midfield getting those cbas late and looked very impressive as well so he's basically west coast's best player from the get go <laughs> <laughs> forever and ever he's but like yeah. west coast nick martin yeah the fact he managed to grab a few tackles though playing on a wing um, and you know he did lay a few of those while he was in that wing role he does look very impressive can just find space get those plus sixes as well and he's 195 centimetres so yep great wave wire pickup. probably going to be 2G for P pretty soon because he's going to average a plenty for those people who didn't see him who does he remind you of it's too it's too early for you me mean to tell. Physique wise, or like, well, I mean, he's one like one ninety five. He's huge. Like mm. that's Paddy Cripps size. He's not like Paddy Cripps, but I don't know. He he, like I think the statesman was saying on our, on the pod pod. Like he does find space. You know how we love how Nick Martin finds space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was kind of weird because I wasn't expe- I was expecting him to be more of a grunt bull. Inside, yeah, but he actually because kind of gets that uncontested pill as well. So he had 
you know, plus sixes and stuff. So to think that he can do that plus the inside work, it's going to be pretty exciting going forward. So, yep, grab him off your waiver. Do everything to get him. Get him in your classic side. It's going to be fun to see. It's going to be interesting with Elliot Yo back from concussion this week, though, to see where he fits in. I think he'll probably just be on that wing again. Mm. Now, we don't need to worry about getting Tim English over from the Dogs Boys because we've got the Strote. <laughs> Okay, Luke Stranatica. <laughs> all right, uh, fifty-one points. Look, now nah, I thought I think I wrote these notes pretty early in the game. He looked all right in the early stage of the game. Um, Luke Stranatica. Have you guys seen much of him? I watched him uh, get torn up. To- oh, actually, no, it wasn't really. It was more Bailey Williams getting torn up by um, Sam Hayes the week earlier. But mm. uh, yeah, no. look, twenty-four-year-old. I actually thought he does quite a bit. You know, aside from the ruck contest. So, mm-hmm. he, he can do a little bit after that. But, yeah, he's just a stopgap between and you're probably not going to look at him too much. But I didn't realise he was kind of already 24 years old when I wrote he's those He's been notes, on a list before, hasn't he? Or not? Is it Frio? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. anyway, the stroke, meanwhile. And uh, the last player I want to look at, Sam Petrevsky-Seaton. He's got that mid-forward status, I reckon. And he scored 61 points, but he was actually back in defence. So, back in that uh, natural habitat of his old days playing defence. And you know why? Probably because it's not going to be down forward or even in the midfield for us anytime soon. So, yeah. uh, the thing that I will point out, though, I wouldn't mind fielding him this week because there's talk that Witherden's out. So, it's probably just going to be Shannon Hearn for... 120 and uh, my boy Luke Foley will come back in at least go 90. Oh, uh, sure. true, true. Uh, but there's maybe. a few, you know, it's going to be down back. There's going to be plenty of Sharon down there again for West Coast. So I don't know. I'd, I'd consider giving him a field for a one week off up forward if he's going to get that role again. So that's West Coast done and dusted. Thank goodness for that. Moving on to some names from Richmond. And like I said, they were just toying with the Weagles. So there's not too much to talk about, except weirdly, Jaden Short was like their inside mid in this game. I did see this, yeah. He's obviously 2G for P, but other guys like Baker and Rioli were just mopping up off half back. And considering it wasn't down there too much, an 83 and an 85 was very impressive. Short's probably not going to be in the midfield again, but far out, he was. Amazing. Yeah, you wish yeah. he was every, there every week. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know if that... Yeah. I think they might look at it a bit more. You know, Hopefully we've seen a guy like Crisp or something. Goes, yeah, huge, he yeah. had like... He could have easily, I reckon, if he didn't, you know, put their foot off the throat a bit, he could have gone a, a kilometre metres gained playing in the midfield. Well, well, the <laughs> like, thing is, obviously, Cochin wasn't there. Like, you know, Edwards is yep. towards the back Dusty's end. Dusty's back. 30. You know, like, Presti gets mm. injured every second week. Like, it's not out of the like realms of possibility that they do give him a few more games mm. in there when they feel like it. I mean, just given how he played, but it is West Coast, so let's wait and mm. see. And obviously, he's too good for the pod, but I'm looking at guys like your Bakers and Riolis. If we do see some more, if the CBAs suddenly appear every once in a while for sure, it's definitely going to raise the stock of a Baker because he's been playing forward. So anyway, Baker's probably the one I'm looking at there. Shea Bolton, you could have bought pretty low over the past couple of weeks. He mm-hmm. dropped a 136. Um, is a buy low opportunity missed or is this just one out of the box against the Coasters? Coasters suck. Yeah, they're terrible. And they yeah. just like seem to be like so easy to score against as well. So yeah. I'm just going to mention a couple more names. So RCD, he's probably no chance of actually being in this team. Yeah, I agree. Like I've, I'm an owner and I'm watching him pretty closely at the moment and um, like he looks better than what he scores but yep. he, he took so long to get into the game and then when he did it was like a few good things here and there but just probably not enough to survive the tsunami of midfielders that are coming back into this side yeah so they've got you like you said they've got Dow the best player on the team <laughs> Dusty and Cochin still to come back in so yeah he'll be out probably next week Kane Lambert who has been a keeper league favourite in the past 78 points in limited time on ground so that's a pretty good return and would, did he get a mention on the waiver pod 
Uh, I don't think no. I think he's still actually quite still highly quite yeah, like he, yeah. I don't think people I think either people have already picked him up or they kind of draft him thinking that he would come back relatively and, just, and yeah, still be a good forward yeah. Yeah. Uh, promising debut for Maurice Rioli but I wouldn't be spending your waivers or free agency pickups on him he's a small forward he scored 76 but a lot of his goals were in junk time like really nice little player to watch but um, I wouldn't be thinking he's going to score too well and then Nathan Broad 27 points, so he's not 2G for P-Boys. Well, he put, Can up, confirm. put up some good scores, but uh, what was yeah. the catalyst, do you think, for him scoring so so low? Oh, yeah, because it wasn't back there at all. <laughs> <laughs> but still, um, yeah, you can't take a 20. We can't 2G for P, P someone that can uh, put up a 20. What did Nick Vlosto score in this game? No, he, he was very good. Yeah, okay, yeah, so game. yeah, as well. So. Yeah, but like you said, he was deep, so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah fair enough. All right, uh, we'll move on to the next game. Uh, what a great win for Fremantle uh, mm. down at GMHBA Stadium. But uh, yeah, Geelong it looks versus Fremantle. super weird with no like stadium because they're doing the Renos. Is, that, like, is yeah. that the first game they played this year? Is it, or? It's the first game I've seen. Oh, them first play. game you've watched, yeah. Watching okay. them out there. But yep. yeah, like Tom Hawkins is kicking in almost like into the bloody like the park behind the oval. It's quite weird. Do but, you remember um, there was a. Um, there was an AFL video game and it was when the MCG was getting redone and it legit had like a torn down stand and yep. it was just like the worst. Like, I don't know why they even included it in the <laughs> I game. I definitely the played that game. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember which one was, but it was so stupid. <laughs> but anyway. Um, but we'll talk about the, the, the Dockers because they were uh, very, very good. And um, we'll start off with Blake Akers. Now, one of you guys brought him up last week and was actually asking whether he was 2G for P. And uh, I definitely disagreed. I just thought, no, nah, I want to see a bit more. But uh, look. I have to apologise. He is definitely 2G4P. He was just... He looks hungry. He's working really, really well on that wing uh, for the Dockers. 27 touches, kicked a really nice goal too. What I like about him, they seem to want to use him. So, like, the, he's, he's their kind of vessel moving forward. So, um, yeah, as I said, looks really settled at the Dockers now. Really positive signs. And, uh, yeah, absolutely no reason to jump off him at all. Uh, the only reason he might want to is because he's got COVID, so we missed this week. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm super impressed with Blake Akers. Are you happy to uh, 2G him, gentlemen? Have we already 2G'd him? No, oh, we, no we, we had we the going last, last week. week. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We didn't actually get there. Um, yes, absolutely happy. I've been trying to do it for weeks. Uh, Rory Lobb, another one who's got COVID. Um, really going well with my recaps now. So, <laughs> playing well, but don't play him this week. He had 71, and uh, I really like watching Rory Lobb when he looks interested, and he was really uh, keen to play well this game. Um, was really dangerous, especially up forward. Kicked two goals and 15 touches. Did kind of drop off as the game went on, but... Definitely is a key cog as to why um, the Dockers are playing really well. Obviously, brings guys like Schultz and Swikowski into the game a lot more, and I think that's why they're scoring so well. Both of those guys had 70s uh, on the weekend, so solid scores, but um, you know we're playing a quality opposition, and I think that might be a bit more of their uh, level going forward as they have a, a few harder matchups. But uh, Darcy Tucker was one who also stood out to me. He had 74, and he looked pretty good after an injury-plagued season. Um, all the talk in the preseason was that he was training the house down, and the Dockers were excited about him this year and uh, started to show some glimpses of why that is on the weekend. Kicked one goal, had 17 touches, mainly played out on the wing, actually kicked uh, James Aish to the back line in this game. But uh, he also had five CBAs as well. So um, a nice little bit of inside-outside mix for Darcy Tucker. So genuine utility, only played 70% time on ground too. So some room to grow there because he does have a few little fantasy assets, I think, and uh, just needs a good solid run on it with some injuries, I think. Yeah, I've always been a little bit of a fan of the old Tuck. One I we like talked to about a the lot. Tuck every once in a while. One we talked about a lot in the preseason. Um, 
probably hasn't come on as much as we thought he would this season just because he was talked up so much to be playing in the midfield in the preseason, but hasn't quite Yeah, well, it that's yet. it. He, but, he yeah. touted himself as a midfielder. I remember yeah. there was a couple of quotes where it was like, obviously, he's got the defensive status, so it's always tempting to have a midfielder in that role. Yeah. But yeah, seeing that with the low time on ground, that's, uh, that is pretty tempting. It's very nice. Uh, just some... Cats to talk about. Tyson Stengel, he had 87. Uh, classic, you know, good game from him. Uh, three goals, 17 touches. Look, he's actually playing really yeah. well. And I wish that the Crows are probably kicking themselves that they delisted him because his last three weeks, he's scored 80, 79 and 87, which is absolutely top shelf going for a, a small forward. But once again, he looks hungry, does everything right, does the the pressure acts and the, the defensive stuff up forward. But he's also actually really leading up well and playing a bit of a connector a lot of times. He is looking at a I, genuine AFL yeah, player. Yeah, I did not see this coming. I think it's like a lot thanks to the Cats game plan sort of changing to that much more fast ball mm-hmm. movement that they've got going and then the small forwards are getting much more involved than they have in the past but yeah kind of reminiscent of like a Dan Butler how that one season he kind of got on the end and was averaging like an yep. 80 yep. it's just so weird because I was like you know I know he scored well in the preseason games too I was just like there's no mm-hmm. way this is like small forwards don't do this and yeah he's been amazing to field like you said the last three weeks barely gone under 80 like yeah. just gone under 81 so it's nuts uh sean higgins had 86 and 21 touches but he just seems in career saver mode to me just looks like he's just doing <laughs> those bits to maybe get on a highlight reel and and that but just tends to give up on the chase a little bit early for my like now he's 84 percent owned in ultimate footy and i think if you can sell high and there's just some coach who needs a forward or needs someone and they go gee sean higgins has been a good player for a long time please offload him because uh, someone might get sucked in because uh, I actually genuinely believe he's not best 22 if they get fully fit. You know, we've still got... And uh, he, even if he is, he'll have a week off at some point. But yeah, well, been I reckon it'd be hard to get a buyer, to be honest. But You never know. Yeah. You just never know with injuries and stuff out there. But Floated I think if you there. can... Yeah. yeah, good point. Put it I out there. Get, like, legit forgot he existed. I saw him like get a kick on the weekend. I was like, oh, yeah, Sean Higgins. I remember mm. I saw him on, my, on, the, on the wire in my... Because we've got sh- uh, shallower... Yeah, depth yeah. benches and I was like do I do I go there no I was like nah <laughs> <laughs> I'm right uh, and lastly Maxi Holmes some sad news for a keeper league favourite he had 14 points and went off the ground early with an ankle injury unfortunately just saw then he's booked in for surgery or he might even had surgery today actually uh, so he missed some time out in the game but that means a wing role is available mm. at the Cats and uh, there's a little gentleman who's only 25% owned Dossie who would that be that would be Zachy Guthrie, yeah, the so Zote. He had 65 on the weekend. And I reckon the wing just seems like an absolute glorious place for him to return and just ensure it's actually Zach Guthrie season at, at Geelong. Hey, Kaze, you're the you're the state league guy. Have you mm. been following Sam Menegola? Has he been back playing at all? He hasn't played. Okay, so there's no chance coming in then. Well, I just was reading that article about Max Holmes and they're like, oh, Menegola might come back in, but he hasn't played one game of football yeah, this okay. year. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. So if, I actually think Guthrie is a massive chance. The other guy who's been playing really well is Cooper Stevens. Uh, he was massively wrapped in the preseason and he's actually been putting up back-to-back hundreds in the in the VFL, so I reckon it might be out of those two. Stevens is more of an inside type, isn't he? He is, but, you know, like Maxi yeah, Holmes has been yeah. getting some CBAs and, and, they, in might, and, and they might just want to throw someone in there. But I reckon, like, Guthrie on a wing actually makes a lot of sense for, well, for the Cats. The other thing they could do, which they did the week before, now I'm guessing in this one, Stuart was playing in defence. Mm, he's yeah. racking it up. Yeah, so the week before. Now, Stuart was on the wing again. Well, was he for, on the wing? For the first half, at least. Yeah, okay. that's what I watched. Well, that's yeah, the that's just, the thing I'd just do is like if Stuart wasn't on the wing, I'd say he just plays more wing, yeah. and then they bring in Zathry for the for the defensive. Yeah, play, I, play, I just remember the commentators just raving about him being on the wing. That's okay, all. Yeah. right? Yeah, interesting. He just takes everything. Like he's yeah. just everywhere. 
Yeah. Tom Stewart. He's a fucking absolute jet. I actually underrated him until kind of this year. He's taking the next He's step. on a wing. That's uh, that's just interesting from, yeah, like who's going to be racking up in the back line because it was Tui the week before. Was he still impressive? Or I'm just trying to like look at who he was. He was low scoring. I didn't see the game in full when he saw about half of it. But mm. yeah, I was getting around my boy Tyson Stengel because I've got him in classic. So Your um, boy Tyson Stengel. Not my boy. You but hate small fo- You hate forwards <laughs> in general. And now you're-, you're It's lo- different in classic because he's was so cheaply owned and I'm, just not many people jumped on, but I did. And now I'm getting some really good scores out of him and some good cash. But we're not here to talk about classic stuff. We're Yuck. talking about key plays here. So I think we might move on to the next game. Uh, that was the Crows versus GWS. Dossie, you're scrolling through your phone. Oh yeah, no, I'm trying to figure out who's the- uh, Yeah, who's yeah. going to benefit there? <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get on to GWS. And this was another absolute clinic. You've stitched up Dossie with a fixture yet again. Another blowout for me. Thanks for this, boys. I had that but, the um, week before. I legit let you choose any one of my games <laughs> that you could watch, and you chose this one. Did you choose this one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was an absolute blowout. But uh, yeah, the I think they said so. Adelaide literally didn't take a mark. I think it was it was either the start of the fourth or like the end of the third. I think it was the start of the fourth. They took their first mark inside fifty for the game. And it was like, the, it was the start of the fourth quarter. That just grosses sure. me out, just that, that alone. Yeah, so it wasn't wasn't a great spectacle. But um, GWS basically won the game in the first, like, 10 minutes. I think Toby Green kicked, like, four goals in the first quarter or something. It was nuts. Anyway, but let's just talk about things that we can take out of the game, which was just those looking at those CBAs again, because Leon's, you know, he doesn't really know what he's doing and what he wants <laughs> what he wants from his team and this could change again but it's always interesting to see so ash basically went from zero center bounces the week before locky ash up to 23 in this game and i was i was having a bit of a look at him it wasn't a super super hard tag but he definitely was running with lead so he he tagged lead to a, a respectable 35 disposals um, in this game. so a, a what? Can you repeat that? So, Ash tagged led to a respectable 35 disposals. Okay. Um, yeah, great. Solid tagging there. Yeah. Well, I thought it looked... It, it mustn't have been a hard tag, but anyway, it, it looked like it was for a bit there. Not, not a great roll. Um, <laughs> anyway, Tom Green at 21, Kelly 16, Taranto 15, Ward 11, and Cornelio 1. So... I mean, going forward, it's just interesting to see. So, Cornelio is clearly the one that's the forward. I know he's 2G for P, but... He's still scoring okay, though. Cornelio, he is at the he? moment. And it's kind of good for owners because you want him to keep forward status. Yeah, that's so, right. So, yeah. anyway, there's a few other guys that are keep league relevant. Cooper Hamilton, who made his debut in this game. Now, I don't know if he was one of the Oracle's boys looking at those state league numbers, but he looked to me, he only scored the 64 points. But again, this was one game that was played very much in the Giants forward half. He's a little nuggety looking defender, but he's apparently got a monster tank. They were talking about how he broke the time trial record um, in his first week at GWS this, this summer. So... He had 12 disposals, five marks, four tackles. That's a nice spread as well. Mm-hmm. And I think in a game where the ball was more in the back half, this guy's had a bit about him. I quite liked him. Yeah, didn't see enough of the game to really comment on it, but uh, I'll, mm. I'll, I'll trust you. Have a look at those highlights, boys. Yeah. yeah, no, big fan. He scores at VFL level kind of around that similar kind of, you know, wasn't setting the boat on fire, but a solid, mm. you know, 70, 80 kind of player. So interesting. Keep to, an eye. Interesting to Keep follow that. Because the, uh, the Doracle reckons that he's a nice one to pick. How many, how many names has he got, Case? I don't know. Yeah, it's too many, I reckon. Jesse Hogan. Jesse Hogan. He called himself the dote, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Jesse Hogan was back in form. 111, dominant up forward. Um, I know he had a great matchup against them last time, so he does love bagging goals against Adelaide. But still, um, just a nice play forward. He, he always kicks multiple goals, and having their full-strength team just about back 
Jesse Hogan's a nice player, and I'd be I'd be going to the wire to pick him up, or at least look at him in the free agency pool if you're not willing to spend that waiver pick. So, you guys like a bit of Hogan action? You do. Preseason, I was big on him. Uh, well, not big, but big over the a lot of the other options that were available around when he was going. Mm. Um, yeah, if he can if he can kick goals, he's fine. Like that's what we need him to do. In a, in a blowout against like Adelaide, it's pretty easy for him. It's just. Where a GWS at? It's they're just such a confusing side to watch. Yeah, they are. I just think them they look to be a lot more up and about now, especially after obviously a smashing like that. Yeah. But hopefully, um, fingers crossed, he can put a good run. Yeah, together they, they seem to be moving the ball a lot better in this game, so I can just see more seventy-five pluses from him because he's always going to kick a couple of goals if they get it inside fifty. So just one, I'd probably be willing to at least try and loop if you can, or or you know have him on on your field as that F six. I think it'll be fine. Um, Finn Callahan. 51 points, not a score at the moment, but he's got a really nice role on that wing. And I think he's just growing in confidence every game. I know you had a look at him last week or something, Kays. I mm. think you're a fan as well. Yeah. He's just the way the way he goes about it. He's the perfect stash option in your in your leagues where you've got the, the rookie list or whatever. Just a guy that you're not going to be able to play much this year, but um, in the future, he's looking mint. Just another one of those guys you hate that he's at GWS. You know, because you're like most other yeah. clubs would be like, oh. Just from what I've seen, yeah. despite him not scoring well, just yeah, passes the eye test. Looks Absolutely. like a player. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. And yeah. a guy that can play inside in the future, and that's what they got him for as well. But yep. playing wing at the moment. Adelaide side of things, Sam Berry scored 81 points. So with forward eligibility, we kind of flagged it um, that he's the guy that's taking those CBAs at the Crows at the moment when Sloan went down, even though Sloan was sort of already sacrificing some of those for a Berry. It's carved up in the sample. He's come up. He scored 81 points, although he did um, lose his centre bounces in that last quarter mm. to Josh Rochelle, who was the other guy. So Crazy. He, was, he was having a, a shocking game up forward. He was sort of just... Um, you know, he's a rookie, so he's allowed to have he these a, games. I think he needs a break, Rochelle. Well, he's allowed to have one off, but then last quarter registered seven of his eight centre bounces in that fourth quarter and scored 25 points. So I think, Hef, you were wondering early in the season, you're like, where does this guy fit in if he's a midfielder? I mean, that's promising signs in your rookie year to do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it's not It's not the first time it's happened. They've thrown him in. Uh, there was a game earlier in the year, I think round two, where they were playing at the G. I can't remember exactly who they were playing against, but they were losing as well. They were getting, like, done pretty convincingly, I think, and then they just threw him in there towards the end. Mm. So I think once they, once they need a spark or they find either – Either he's not getting into the game, they're throwing him to try to work him into the game, but obviously it didn't really work this week. I don't know. I think Kays might be onto something where they might be thinking about maybe even giving him a rest um, yeah. coming up. And, but, and um, again, he's yeah. he's more of your stash guy, but yeah, um, yeah. just the fact that they're already testing that. Those oh, yeah, no, he's going to play in the midfield, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like I think you're, we were just wondering whether he's ever actually, like whether because he, he's so good forward, but yeah, it's yeah. clear that it's going to happen eventually. So, yeah, yeah good signs for that. Early, earlier on, like everyone, everyone compared him to Toby Green. So the guy who goes yeah. forward goes in the midfield mm. when you need you know some bursts and things like that, and it's kind of looking like they're trying to get that out of him already. Yeah. But it just might take a few years to come on. That's Absolutely. All. Yeah. Uh, the other player, Jackson Haitley, another one where the points just didn't match the eye test. I thought same as you last week when you watched at K's. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked really quite good on that wing. Seventeen disposals, fifty nine points. But the question is, why? Why just pure wing? Like this guy's an inside midfielder. That's what he plays in the state league. That's what he was born to play, and he's playing pure wing. Um, yeah. Just very strange. Like you know, like we said, he moved. They moved Barry out, and they put um, Rochelle in that last quarter. Where's when's Haitley going to get one centre bounce? Like he needs he needs some time in there. Surely, I believe the um what you were saying before the game, um, Dossie is AFL coaches don't actually know what they're doing, and yeah. you could you could do it a lot better. I think is what yeah the I, I did was. say that pre pod. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. saying that um maybe just Leon at least oh, okay, uh, yeah. and Stewie Jerk can do a bit <laughs> yeah, better okay. job. But yep. yeah, yeah, uh, just call Not me Maddie up. Uh, yeah. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. What there were twenty five CBAs and he got zero of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. 
Any more, Dossie? Uh, just the break. I, I, I had to concur with uh, with K's again. We've, we're on the same wavelength too mm. much this year. It's a bit. Mm. I'm not a fan of it, but I've, I do as well like that. The look of Braden Cook. He's just got that class. And, you know, he was also highly touted coming to the Crows. Scores are not there yet. But again, I know there's lots of our listeners that have those rookie, rookie spots that they can stash. And Cook's a guy that, you know, just look at him if you've got a deep, deep league because he's not going to score this year, but future years he's definitely going to. Yeah. I've, again, another one I haven't looked at too closely. But Keep I'll an eye, mate. Take you you can yeah. have a Crows game yeah. next week and you can yeah, be the first to mention Cook. Yeah. Don't worry. I won't start calling players goats every like week and stuff like that. So <laughs> me and Doss will never actually fully cross over. <laughs> All right, I was going to be concerned <laughs> there. I was wondering how far this was going to go. But uh, no, that's good. Thanks for reassuring me there, Case. Uh, we'll move on to Melbourne versus Hawthorne, which is a game I had a look at. A uh, few players that were interesting. Melbourne, there wasn't a lot to talk about. The only one that was kind of interesting that people probably had their eye on was Luke Dunstan, but he only scored 54 points. Using the midfield and a little yeah. bit up forward. And, yeah, just not sure if he can score well in that midfield. And that was a concern all pre-season, wasn't I it? I streamed him two weeks in a row thinking magic yeah. would happen. <laughs> yeah. It just didn't. Nah, it's just, I just it's too much, there's too much depth in that midfield for him to score too well. That's the issue. Like, you're chucking in another guy on top of, you know, we thought Harms and Jordan were going to struggle. Then you're chucking in Dunstan on top of them. It's like, yeah, it's, 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 it is what it is, you know. Mm. It's just not going to work for him, I don't think. He'll be a handy depth player for him, but... Um, just not going to get up midfield time. He's Braden Proust himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. Should have gone to West Coast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, look, this guy's 2G4P, but Dylan Moore, oh, he played on the wing, just absolutely <laughs> racked him up. He's fucking amazing to watch. Yeah, uh, boy. I loved Didn't it. Didn't he have, he had 15 touches in the third. Yeah, it was nuts. And he was <laughs> and like doing 10 this, in the last. He was doing this thing where he like, 25 and a half. He was being that like defensive winger where he'd actually start like, there's like, oh, there's no winger for Hawthorne here. They're going to get done for 666. But no, he's starting in the back corner, like on the halfback flank and runs like diagonally across into the midfield. It was amazing to watch. He's amazing. He just cut it every and, time. And people were doubting when he got rated elite <laughs> by champion data. Yeah, exactly. Well, He's more you than go. elite. It's all those, you know, expert official AFL commentators who don't actually watch any football who, anyway, you know, want to bag it. Enough on the 2G4P players. The guy is definitely not 2G4P. He's B2P recently. And that's back to the podcast for the new listeners. Uh, James Warple, but he had 87 points. So hallelujah. I'm not a religious man, but uh, I'll, use that, I'll use that term. Uh, 87 points. Same midfield split. Only had 13 CBA. But I've been, I've made this little, like, I've got this, this is kind of a really dorky thing to admit, but I've made this little script um, for my laptop that I can put full screen and sit in front of the computer, which gives me fantasy scores, whether they're on the field or not, and it color codes it and puts it in big font. So I, it's nowhere near me, so I can't touch it, I can't play with it. So I always have a problem if I have my phone near me, I'll just look at my phone and oh, not actually watch okay. the game. So I've made this, like, second screen <laughs> that, like, oh gives God. me all this data, the data I want. And what I've noticed <laughs> is that Hawthorne are playing this perfect, like, with players like Tom Mitchell, um, Warple, um, there's a few others. They play this perfect like midfield, forward, bench, midfield, forward, bench. Like they kind of do this like rotate, which is pretty common in footy, really. But these guys are getting sucked like so much forward, just as much forward time as just as much bench time yeah. as they're getting in the midfield. So it's the Sam Mitchell rotation. That's it. But, but it doesn't super, seem to. Yeah. It doesn't. It seems to affect more players, more like the older players, more than it affecting the younger players. You know what I mean? But. Um, Maybe it's just they, the younger players get more rest that way and they can kind of go longer. I don't know. But anyway, he just found the footy for a change. So nothing really changed in his role, but just actually found the footy and kicked a goal as well which, um, later in the, on in the game, which really helped his scoring too. But he still made some pretty questionable decisions out there, like play on when he had no right to and got run down and all that sort of stuff that Warple does. So I still think he's on shaky ground selection-wise. I'm not... You know, I'm not super sold in his spot in the team, but it was just great to see a decent score. You know, 87 is still not huge, but it's just a 
to see a good score from Warpool, it just makes you makes you happy. You yeah, absolutely take that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can if yeah, if you can get one from him. Um, John, you can another one with two G four P, but just so he justified that four weeks in a row with the eighty. We, we went early on him, but he justified it, so I just wanted to mention that. Um Jarman MP eighty one points, slow to get started, but put up a decent score, just his usual roll across half back. But um it's just good to see him back one up after a pretty dismal performance yeah, last didn't he week. Get like seven, what did he get 15, last week? Fifteen. He yeah. won the draft Ooh. doctors ball adjacent player of the week. So <laughs> yeah. that's how bad he was. Um and that was um, over Monero Frederick, who had two points in 80% time on ground. So that's how bad he must have been. <laughs> anyway, uh, Will Day is the next player I want to talk about. Love this guy. Um, 72 points. Was on 48 at halftime. And he just went missing for like the entire third quarter. Didn't touch the footy. So it's just another player that needs to run on the legs. Needs to kind of find that footy consistently. Once he does that, gets back to playing full time. He's going to be a total gun. Maxi Lynch is a player we've had our eyes on for the last few weeks. Um, 51 points. And I just don't think he'd be playing if they had another fit ruck in the side. Or he needs some support, and he just can't play the one-out ruck at least. Like, he needs to sit up forward for half of the game. Just can't keep up. So, hopefully he can get match fitness just through playing, and it works out for him. Because he does actually score when he's looking not Yeah, stuffed. that's the thing. I think, I think I mean, that's where Kaze and I probably were, again, another player we were both keen on this preseason yeah. was Maxi Lynch. But... Yeah, I think the tank's just been the issue, which yeah. um, we probably just didn't foresee happening. Now, has well, he, he's start had of the a game, few... he goes off, like, and then you can just see he is like absolutely. Oh cooked. wow, okay, he had eighty-one percent time on ground in this game. Yeah, though, like they're so. having to play him. Like yeah. the last few weeks, they have to. Dude, I mean, it's against Max. Gorn, oh, and though. Connor Nash went down. <laughs> it's against Max Gorn. True, true. Like. Connor Nash went down though as well, so that's another thing. Um, he went out with a shoulder. No, it was hamstring. Sorry, he saw him asking his hamstring. So, um, but see, Nash wasn't doing that much racking. He was tagging Oliver actually, and this is interesting with um, Warple's role, which I probably should have mentioned before. When Nash went down Warple went to the tagging role so and that was in the last mm. quarter so um, yeah but I don't know yeah it's 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 a hard one so yeah Mids right, let's give Maxi Lynch another week Dra- Draper f- versus Lynch this week is going to be mouth watering but he's missed he literally didn't train for three weeks because yeah. of COVID and concussion and then shit, I, so I like, like the fact that like 80% time on ground I know it's like it's versus Gorn it's tough like, it's a tough game so give him a, give him a week against Drapes and see how he goes yeah, all right. Um, yeah, like I'm not writing him off. Then they're going to have to play him. But mm. I'm just saying, hopefully with a few more games, he can get that fitness up. Yeah, fitness is yeah. key. I don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> but anyway, um, we'll move on from uh, from that game. I'll move straight into St Kilda versus Port Adelaide. I d- look, there's only like six players in this whole game here, guys. So it's a world record. M- most of the players. <laughs> you feeling all right? Oh, I hate this joke. But anyway, uh, it's not a joke. <laughs> like, go through it. I've got a lot less. I go through the port games quicker than Dossie goes through a bloody North Melbourne versus I don't know West Hawthorne game these days. But anyway. Um, Let's go with Naziah Wangani Miller, 81 points. He was playing on a wing for this game. Just looks a pretty classy player. He's got a really good boot on him as well. Um, just listed as a fender. I like him for, um, you know, I wasn't think we we're going to get much out of him this year, but he might actually be an option this year. Um, if he, you know, can get a few more runs on the wing, gets a few more kicks like he did on the weekend, 81 points. Won't sneeze at that in your, in your defensive line. Um, ben Patton, one of your boys, Kays, just I think he's just super solid cover. Doesn't go big all the time, but a guy you, he's handy to have on your bench and just loop on if he scores like a 78 like he did on the mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. Plays that defense, plays a role where you should put up some good scores from time to time. So yeah. I don't mind him either. Here's a big one. Yeah. Sam Powell. Pepper. We said we'd do it. We if said he, if he got 80 again, If he went 80 it. again, he'd be 2G4P. Press the button. Yeah. Are we doing yeah, it? I wish I had a button. We used to have a sweet logo that came <laughs> Just up. Just press there. the button. Oh, right, sorry, <laughs> press, press one of these blank ones that does nothing. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the whole podcast. He <laughs> is 2G4P. Sam Powell Pepper. Great Good player. on him too. Yeah. yeah. Nah. In a struggling year as well to be still performing well when yeah. he's had like a lot of- And he's not necessarily playing a juicy on the last year as well. He's not playing in the guts. I'm pretty sure it was no CBAs again. 
Yeah. So just all He's just learned how to play that forward role. Like he does as soon as it's out of the center square, he pushes up to the contest. Yeah. Like that's he's that But that's a tough, like that's a tough role to play. Yeah, that yeah. that play sort of well. high half forward where you roll into stoppage. Like yeah, you've yeah. got to be pretty fit to get to all the And you've got to be good around the, the contest, which yeah. he is. So that's probably why he does it so well. Um Kane Farrell, seventy six Farrell, sorry. Kane uh Farrell. Seventy six points. Yeah, Will Farrell. Um seventy six points. Um he was playing up forward, but uh we saw him last year playing on the wing before he got injured, playing on the wing quite a bit. And I think he will move on back into that role eventually we did flag on the um, Wavewire podcast there's quite a few players in that role you know you've got Amon you've probably got Dersmar he's going to come back in for DeMont I think pretty soon um, you've got Bergman when he's fit too Bergman, playing on there yeah. so it's pretty hard to, to see where he's going but I think he's best played on the on the wing he's um, such a good player though Farrell yeah yeah, and such a good user of the footy did like, I see a sneaky cricket. CBA for him as well you may have. I didn't notice it, but uh, you may have saw it on the stats. I think I randomly just saw it, yeah. And yeah. This, I was looking at the beautiful keeperleaguepod.com.au at the CBA analysis. And, uh, well, you know that's accurate, so it's true then. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Have a quick look. Um, then- uh, He did. You, cool. One CBA. <laughs> yep. Eight, uh, eight percent. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, Mont had 76 points. It was his best score for Port. But as I mentioned earlier, I think Dersma is going to be taking his spot pretty soon if he keeps performing well in the sample. I think he backed it up after playing- a quarter and a half in the AFL. I think he played Sanford on the weekend and still scored an 83. So he's fighting his way back into that spot, I'm pretty sure. And just, boys, Willem Drew, I'd hate to own this guy, wouldn't you guys? 54 points this week. Like, if there has been more of a definition of a yo-yo player, it's Willem Drew, I reckon. Um, yeah, it's probably it's probably looking worse now that they've moved Rosie in there as well because yeah. there's just one extra player extra mouth to feed and obviously Boke's still got to get his share um, every week as well so just another player to throw into the mix because Rosie I don't think was originally going to be in the plans for those bulk CBAs which looks like he's going to get so Port really have yeah. too many good players to be a 2-5 and five team don't they good, uh, I don't know I don't know I really don't know I don't know where we're at yeah mate your team sucks well, yeah, <laughs> two and five. <laughs> anyway. Um, From the one and six boys over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. We're, um, after I've jumped off completely. I'm fucking after supporting being Adelaide United now. I'm yeah, jumping see that I've changed codes. Yeah, not even caring about footy anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, I forgot about that. We started behind you guys now after two weeks. We've had another All ball. All our teams you guys. suck <laughs> this year. Jesus. How are we, why are we even still watching the game, to be honest? We should really take uh, the year off. I'll, I'll let Doss do Essendon this week. That's how much <laughs> I'm off. I'm done. Uh, we'd like, like we've got fantasy to get us, get us through. Um, let's move on to Carlton versus North Melbourne the game that Dossie didn't want to watch complained about it on the chat but Hef happily took it because there was a few of his boys I'm saying my boys that I want to talk about yeah. um, Jack, I'm actually jealous in the end Jack Carroll is the guy I want to talk about first up so I wish I just spruiked him on Twitter like I was thinking I, I messaged it to you Dossie I'm like why don't you want to watch this game Jack Carroll's debuting it's going to be sick you did say that um, but yeah I just didn't put it publicly so I couldn't and victory I said, lap it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't victory lap it But uh, yeah He's one of my rookie listers Effectively got him at pick 400 In our home league draft And uh, yeah Awesome debut um, 87 points 15 kicks 4 handles uh, 8 marks Goal All from 68% time on yeah, ground So like, didn't play the last quarter really Like I saw him once And he didn't get the footy He was just like running around So mm. um, I don't really I didn't see him on the park much on the last quarter so I think it's kind of he played three quarters flat you know tilt, full tilt and then uh, came off for the last but um, George Hewitt was out for North Melbourne oh, sorry was out for Carlton and they're playing against North Melbourne so these were factors that really worked in his favour but um, it's really good signs for the future I just don't know how he's going to fit with all the midfielders in there that's all well, Stocker's rubbed out this week, isn't he? Isn't one yep. of them rubbed yeah. out? So but at least he should have a spot then Stocker's a half back flanker or back pocketer isn't he? So what role did he play in this? So he was up forward and then had a few CBAs in there as well. So mainly mm. forward, but then CBAs rolled through there as well. So interesting. But yeah, was like, it? Yeah. It, was like it was like a yeah, a bit of a split. Um, 
kind of another one that's affected um, was Zach Fisher. So he played enough, he played like three different roles. So he was a part of a rotation, but it was basically like midfield, then you'd go to the wing and then forward, but probably spent majority of the time on the wing. Um, but he was involved in a lot of link-up play and just listed as a forward, 79 points. He's going to put these up every two or three weeks, you know, so he's just handy to own. Um, yeah, what, Mainly on a wing though, you reckon? Because they yeah. did move, I reckon Setterfield got dropped for this game and he's been playing a lot of wing. Well, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, so that, that could be a so that maybe that's a juicy and, role If he change. played well there. Yeah, I didn't actually realise that happened. So good on you, Dossie, for picking that one up. Always, mate. Um, Harry Mackay, uh, 110 points. So he had four goals. He's a gun, but he's just inconsistent in fantasy because he's really goal dependent. Um, but I love him as like a streamer loophole type. So the other thing is as well, North Melbourne are the second easiest team for key fours to score against. West Coast are the only easier team for key mm. scorers to score against. You know how I know this, Dossie? How do you know that? Because we've got this great new resource up on our website. Um, oh, it's yeah. in the uh, AFL Fantasy Ooh. Points for oh. and against section. Have you seen it yet? Scroll down to the bottom. There is points against by player type. So it has every team and player types and what um, each player type averages against them. So key defenders, medium defenders, rucks. Oh, it is up midfielders, there. Midfielders, mid forwards, medium forwards, and key forwards. So you can actually go through and look at your streamers. Cause, and if you look at it on the weekend, there was um, yeah a lot of ones that actually came off. Um, a few of my streamers um, came off against this uh, by using this as well. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty handy resource there. And uh, Simo is going to be using it heavily on his uh, streamers article as well. So he's pretty excited about it too. So check that out if you're a member of the podcast. If you're not a member, link in the description below. Sign up. You're missing out otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, Liam Stock, we oh, talked man, about That's him. an awesome resource. Sorry, that's really yeah, good. <laughs> just found it. Out. That's really good. <laughs> okay. Uh, Liam Stocker, we talked about this before, but he was injured again, which sucks because he looks like a fantasy type when he plays that kind of defensive role. He just never actually scores well. But it's kind of more the hype that came with him when he was drafted that you just wish he would play some consistent footy, but he just can't stay fit. So disappointed to see him go down. Um, Tom DeConing is another one that everyone thought that uh, he'd go big this week with uh, Pitnet out. He had 64 points as a number one ruck, but he did cop a foot injury at one stage and that slowed him down. He was on the bench for a fair chunk of a quarter and came back on, but um, he was slowed down a fair bit by it. So. Yeah, it's a bit worrying the ruck department for Carlton if that's going to affect uh, him. But. It just reminds me so much of like how we were, um, you know, probably not the similar sort of hype around how good he's going to be, but like how we just hoped Tim English would be better earlier. But it's like it just takes time. And Tom yeah. DeConning's like, he's he's a good he's a good player, but it's probably you know if you're trying to field him weekly at the moment, it's probably not gonna be like it's going to be a roller coaster. You're gonna have a bad yeah. time. He's actually it's it, almost exactly like. English, where he's actually going where he should be, but everyone yeah. has expectations of yeah. almost twenty like points. He's going to be yeah. very good one day, but you yeah. know he's he's so young to be putting that pressure right Rucks now. Actually, kind of need five years, five mm. or six years, you know, and that's yeah, he's just developing. That's all. Um, moving on to North Melbourne, so Bailey Scott, nine points. We've been talking about for the last few weeks, but he be- by the end of this game, he became the main distributor out of defence because Luke McDonald's was there. Luke McDonald's McDonald was there in the uh, first quarter and he had 76 points on his own. We'll talk about um, him, I guess, in a sec. But um, yeah, he went onto the wing in the second half. So Scott took all the kick-ins in the last quarter after um, uh, McDonald mm-hmm. went onto the wing as well. So that was pretty interesting to see as well. But yeah, if McDonald continues on the wing, then Scott, I think, should be the main guy out of defence. And we saw a bump in his scoring, uh, you know, scoring 90 points this week. I think it's his best score in the year and probably one of his better scores for a long time. But the thing is, Hall is going to return in the next week or so. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Well, in my keeper league, I uh, picked up Scott off the waiver and then pulled off a master trade to get Aaron Hall in my team as well. What are you doing robot moves for? So I'm happy with the trade. Oh, okay. <laughs> you do the robot when you're happy? Well, I don't know. It must <laughs> just came to me. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, anyway. He's trying to do sliding doors in emotion. <laughs> oh, okay, maybe. That's it. Anyway, um, so yeah, what do you reckon? Do you reckon he can continue scoring with Hall on the side? Do you reckon there's any chance, either any of you, either of you? 
Don't fight over this question, boys. Um, yeah, I just see him. I think I said it on the the other pod. I see him as a natural successor to Aaron Hall. Yeah, like very similar game style. That's so the like, thing, yeah. you know, he's he's got back forward status. He probably will, you know, only be a backman next year. But still, if he's you know putting up eighties, nine, you know, eighties even with Hall back there, and Hall's only got probably another season after this left. So well, North really have to make some decisions about their list and like, yeah, is true. Aaron Hall going to be there for the next flag? Thousand percent not. No, it's just they gave they he was out of contract last year and they gave him a two year extension. So I'm pretty sure this is going to be it for him. But again, like what are they going to do next year as well? Like are they going to play him through that next year? Or are they going to actually start developing some well, of the players matter. and trying to win some footy? I just yeah. think whatever whoever's in that role or whoever's in that role is going to be a scorer just because we've seen it for two straight years now or mm-hmm. how many it is with yeah. Zebel then Hall then yeah. Zebel and Hall then and that's the McDonald, thing though we saw Zebel Zebel and Hall score score together. reasonably well together. Yeah. Like, so, no, it's possible, yeah. especially because Zeebel's now, is he still playing forward still in this forward. game? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's fantastic news for, for Scott owners and guys who picked him up off the wall. And that's so. um, one I forgot to add in here what I was going to add up. I think Zeebel had about 40-odd points. So, I'll just yeah. anyone, hit me up we if you actually- We mentioned the sell high, didn't we? Hit me up if you actually sold high on him. I want to know what you got yeah. for him. So, hit me up on Twitter. Up, yeah. But like, what you, if you did it three weeks if ago you when I was saying it, yeah, three or four weeks ago when we were saying it, if you managed to do it, just let us know what you got for him. I want to hear it. Um. Callum Coleman-Jones, uh, he rotated uh, with the, uh, ruck f- in a ruck forward role. He had 13 CBAs and 20 hit outs. So, I think it was, it was around about a 60-40 split in the ruck. Um, but, yeah, he kicked a nice goal around the body, which I thought was pretty impressive for a big man. I think just over the next few weeks, they're going to be testing him out in the ruck probably more than they might use him in the future, if that makes sense. I think they mm. might just be seeing what he can do to kind of choose between him and Cherry in there. But then I think, yeah. I think Coleman-Jones is probably naturally going to be the ruck forward type. And then in the future, Cherry's going to be the main ruck. Do you get that vibe, either of you boys? Well, it's probably because I know Cherry's contract's up this year, right? So, it's probably, like you said, they're probably just going to decide like, okay, can we get away with one or do we need both or like- With Goldstein, you think retiring at the end of the year, do you think they play a ruck forward and a ruck or just one? What do you think their go-to is? They got Larky, he's quite tall. I know they don't use him as a ruck, but- Never, if he's mobile enough, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so, well, hopefully it's a good sign for the future that you can get that ruck forward out of him. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. But it kind of ties into the next one, Todd Goldstein. Um, he was a B2P candidate earlier in the in the year. Uh, he was, he's on, yeah, he was he dropped was wide, a wasn't lot. He? Yeah. yeah, well, I picked him up. I'm, I'm trying to pick him up this week Hope you're on the download. League mates aren't listening. <laughs> but, uh, look, he, he did a lot of ruck, uh, ruck work in Cherry's absence. So, he had 96 points with his 36 hitouts in there so listed as a forward now I believe yeah he's yeah. going to be a solid month stream or you know solid month play on field yeah. while uh, Cherry's out because like you said I, you know, I don't think they're going to really roll Common Jones pure ruck he's not nah. like Cherry's like a pure ruck even though he does do it at the um, VFL level I think they're trying to make him more of that forward ruck like he's saying so yeah, I don't know Anyway, Interesting. that's it for me. Let's move on to some of the Sunday games. Okay, so you had Collingwood versus Gold Coast. I did. I've uh, got to start off with Darcy Cameron, 107 points from him. Now, in the preseason, I actually thought there could be some value in uh, Darcy Cameron ownership, not because the Oracle could predict that Grundy would have a you know season-ending injury, but more the fact that they needed to have someone as that second ruckman. You know, now that um, you know they traded Tom Lynch to the uh, Max Lynch to the Hawks, so they needed someone there, and you know. At times, Cameron has shown some fantasy ability. So, he actually had 15 hitouts on the weekend and I think he might be the guy going forward for the next few months. Like, 
The good thing is about Cameron, he's also really good around the ground. Like he kicked two goals, 16 touches, five tackles. Now he had 19 CBAs compared to Aiden Begg, who had 16, who they brought in as the Ruckman. Now Darcy Cameron's only 61% owned. So if you can, I reckon he is worth picking up off the waiver wire if he's still there because um, it may not be 107 points each week, but it's going to be pretty bloody good because uh, their other options are Begg or Mason Cox. And I don't think either of them are going to be, you know, first Ruckman as such, or are they going to be very good scorers? So I reckon it's uh, chips in on Darcy Cameron at the moment. I do want to touch on Aiden Begg. He had 64 and he wasn't, it wasn't the worst uh, debut at all. He's really good around the ground. But the funny thing is I happened to have the Sunday footy show on, on Sunday morning and they interviewed Justin Lepich and they're like, why didn't, why didn't you bring in Mason Cox? Why'd you bring in this Aiden Begg guy? And he's like, oh, well, Aiden Begg's like a proper Ruckman. Anyway, he had two hit outs for the day. Yeah. So I was just like, that doesn't make any sense. So, um, you, you, you know, they, they won on the weekend, but they're going to have some tough matchups coming up. I think he's out. Cox has to come in. They need a bit more reliability, I think. Um, just and, and Cox kicked three goals, I think, on, on the weekend for the Pies. So um, I think there's some promising signs there, but I just don't think it's the right time for him to, to kind of take that just step. see his time on ground, though? No, I didn't. So he had 15 touches as like we said, a big ruckman, fifteen touches. I think it was like fifty percent time on ground. Yeah. So his, like his, his future, around the ground yeah, stuff was great. It was just mm. like you know, if they're bringing him in to be a ruckman, he's not a ruckman just yet. I know I he's saw, playing. I saw some uh, Col- some pies nuffies. I saw it on Twitter. I can't remember who who tweeted it, but it was like. <laughs> Uh, something about calling him Luke Jackson Jr. <laughs> <laughs> big call. Getting up and, around, up and about already. The big guy with some yeah, big ground I'll, ball. I'll just double check his tog because like, I think I was kind of looking at him and I'm like, oh, he only scored 60, whatever. Yeah, 55% yeah. time on ground. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really good signs for yeah. uh, three clearances as well. So, um, But all the pies are still a pretty good side. I, I just don't think they're going to carry him if they can avoid it. I was saying Witsy's also got to remember though, like rucking against Witsy, um, oh, yeah. that's a tough matchup yeah, for I think to Wits get hit like, outs. Wits had like yeah. 40 or 50 hit outs or yeah. something ridiculous. Uh, Jack Ginevan has to be talked about. He had 70 points and I think it's going to be a great fun ride for owners like me over the, his career. He's legit. He's actually an elite small forward, I reckon. I just hope he maintains that hunger because, you know, you kind of feel like a player like him can kind of come in and out of the game, but hopefully he's always uh, in and I reckon he's going to be one of those great forwards that's a genuine forward who can put up some regular numbers if he kind of can maintain this this uh, intensity around the footy. Uh, and just good to note, um, Tyler Brown had 15 CBAs and had a massive game. Oh, that's right. He didn't. He had eight touches and 49 points. So the myth of CBAs being a good <laughs> correlation for points has once again been busted by, by Sherlock one, pl- one player. <laughs> one outlier of the oh, week. I can give you another one. It's Alex Davies. He had 13 CBAs and scored 54 All right, okay, points. Let me explain so. this to you. The reason we look for CBAs right, is not for those dud midfielders that get 15 each week and don't score. It's when you're forwards and you defend start going in there and they start seeing the bump. You just cherry, you just cherry pick any bad score you cherry pick. You don't look at Noah Anderson, <laughs> yeah, to who, Miller, just, who yeah. just brained hey, it. If some people on Twitter, I won't name names, want to cherry pick the other way, I'll cherry pick my way. It's not, so. the, it's not the CBA itself. It's the change in CBAs. If you're getting more CBAs than you usually are, then you're generally you seeing You just increase. mentioned Darcy Cameron. Is he relevant as a Ford? <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, he had more CBAs. There you yeah, go. Just a, what what was his scores yeah. before this week? <laughs> exactly. Like 70 average, I don't know. <laughs> oh, was he? Yeah. You want to double check that? I'd have to check the stats. Yeah. You want to double check <laughs> that one? Um, but let's all talk about something we can agree on, and it's sacking Stuart Jew. Are we? <laughs> I think we all can agree, CBA, all can... you're just in denial. But anyway. <laughs> no, we can't. But, but we, let's just, let, like, let's baby steps. We'll let's sack Stuart Jew first. Let's move on. Um, just some things, Stuart. Please 
Hashtag free Luco. Get him around the ball. Get him on a wing. Get him anywhere that's not in the forward Where line. Where was he? Oh, forward line again. So he started forward, and uh, then they kind did, of yeah. Tried then they to kind of realised that Mabal Chol at Mabar Mabior Mabior Chol and Levi Casbolt aren't actually horrible. You know, big men. Um, and they kind of moved. I think Lukosius even took a kick out in the end uh, from the back line. So. Just get him, get him back to half back, or get him on a They've wing. You're not playing play Jeremy the Shark. Like, They've got to play him in the Whitfield role, like yeah. wherever the ball is, just put him. Because his his use is elite yeah. of the highest level. So, um, hopefully they can free him. Please play Jeremy Sharp and unleash Alex Davies. I want to see what he can do. I want to see what he can do. Um, look, Charles and Casbolt. You know, they've both had some pretty crap games. They had a good game on the weekend, kicked three and four goals respectively. Um, I hope it's good news for Lukosius owners that they put their hands up and, you know, said, yeah, we can play this role. I don't know about the Gold Coast, though. It's just, um, yeah, they're a bit of a lost cause. And, yeah, I just want to like, manage... Uh, I'm going to talk about Alex Davies. He looks good. He looks I'm too wound up about that stupid CBAs. Um, it, looks, it looks really good. Um, and I know you're high on him, Doss. You always talk about him. But um, once again, you know, he's butchering Braden Fiorini's role. You know, he's not playing guys in positions where they should be. Um, I'd just love to see him get a proper crack. He had 13 CBAs, but only played 62% time on ground. His yeah. time on ground numbers are ridiculously low. Well, I've just got him as that breakout for next year. I think, you know, he's still just... Building the tank. Yeah, building the tank. He's not got the... Like, he's got a frame that looks like it's going to be... He's going to have those big juicy pipes like Hef in the future. But mm, right now he, he's got, it's like early Nat, like I said, it's a big comparison, but just frame wise, yeah. early Nat Fife when Nat Fife was just string bean and you're like, man, this guy could be anything. It's kind of like that. Like he's not obviously Nat Fife, but he's got that frame where it looks like he's going to take a few years to build he's into it. He's spending a bit of time up forward jet. like Nat Fife too. Yeah, he's got to be Nat Fife. He's, he, he's Nat Fife. <laughs> yeah. He's Nat Fife. <laughs> Just serves on a different coast. The yeah. the comparisons are uncanny. It is. It's, yeah. Unbelievable. Similarities. All right. Let's get on to old Dossie for his final game here. Western Bulldogs versus Essendon. Your boys, Kays. Ah, uh, no. Nah, I'm, I'm off. He's not only. Doesn't Where's care about your beanie? anymore. Uh, burnt. I don't know. Well, it's too hot to have I want to talk about room. the breakout that did happen. And, and it's happened before. There's been a breakout against the Dogs last year in the finals. And mm-hmm. it was Sammy Draper. I know you. I don't think you've been a bit off him lately. Yes. But look, they, I think the whole fantasy world's been off him. Lately. Well, no, I've been off him from an actual football point of view too. Oh yeah, well that's fair. So enough. I think the surprising thing was this year they've rolled some dual rucks with him in the side. So they've brought back in Phillips. You're like, what are they doing? You know, do they, does he need more ruck support? Mm. Ruck solo in this one, 78 points. He obviously does love playing the dogs though. But um, I just think. Yeah, he's he's just coming into his own now. And he actually, like 78 points for me was a bit unders for how impressive he was. He was doing everything on the ground. You know, yes, he doesn't have the, the prettiest kick in the world going around. But he's, uh, I wouldn't say thirst, Case, but I might say he's he's got that hunger like you like. Does he? He does. Hmm. He I'd loves that like hunger you, for the contest. I'd say you feel worse when you're hungry as opposed to just thirsty. He's hungry. Um, and I want to talk about Jai Caldwell quickly. 67 points. He's such a worry for owners. But some shining light at the end of the tunnel in this one. He had 10 CBAs in the second half after only getting three in the first. And what the weird thing was, Shield came on mm. at halftime. So, you're like, oh, Shield's coming on. I was like, oh, no, he's not going to get any center bounces here. He had more in the second half than the first. And the one that lost out was Stringer, who had 10 all in the first half and then just played purely as a forward in the second half. So, I'm just thinking they might give him a crack in the guts this week. 
it's sort of your last ditch attempt for owners, I think, to consider him fieldable this year and unless things change. But he's got the Hawks on deck this week. And if we look at our AFL Fantasy points for and against, the Hawks by far are the easiest midfield to score against. So they're 92 points on average for midfielders. So. Tell me SM Mike could win this week. No. Okay. God, no. No, no, but Caldwell might <laughs> have a nice Moore will score. will beat the Bombers by himself. He will. Is that good? Um, interesting to watch if Stringer actually does lose his CBAs a bit more permanently too, which would mean his we saw his scoring correlate pretty well with mm. getting more. So that'll be interesting if mm. they just stick with that or if they just buggered him off because they were getting spanked. Tommy Cutler, 87 points on the wing. He had a solid game, kicked a couple of goals. Do you have any interest in Tommy Cutts as an Essendon man? I do. You used to love him. I used to love him. I thought he's, he's a, he's a fantastic fantasy scorer. I, but once again, I, if it was between him and Nick Martin or something on a wing, I'd rather be playing Martin. And I know Cox is down. We've got a real like mishmash team going mm. on at the moment. I, I think he's more than solid. Like he doesn't, just, yeah. he doesn't really put in too many bad games. Blake Akery, but very before, much so. Before we two G for P, yeah. Blake Akers. just <laughs> just before. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, Tommy Cutts. He's always been that kind of fantasy favourite. Um. I kind of didn't get a bit of the criticism against him. I saw some hate out there for Tommy Cutts, but in this game in particular, I thought he played quite well. I have so. no issues with Tommy Cutler at all. Yeah. Moving on, though, I think he's just a loophole option because of that midfield status 100%. only, though. Yeah. Uh, Nick Martin now, guys, 91 points. I've written here 2G for P, but it ain't for the usual status. Oh, what does it mean, Dossie? Two goat for pod. Oh, God, another one. How many goats? That's the only one I can agree with you on here. He's our best player. (laughs) I do. He's so good, I do think he's actually too good for the podcast, though. I don't know if he's the goat yet, but... Look, he's he's my manscaped bald scrote goat. I reckon if if he keeps going this way, he may have a song written about him next year. No, but he's too... I need the the next one, though, you know what I mean? If I wrote it before the season... Yeah, I get you. That would have been really oracle if you wrote it before the season. (laughs) Absolutely. Anyway, God, I love watching him play. I'd watch more Essendon games just for him. I would. He's awesome. They're all yours. But now we can't talk about him anymore. Gone. That's sad. Add him to the dock. Let's do it. Uh, Move on. Too good. Taylor Giray on the Western Bulldogs side, 69 points. As we know, we can't talk about too many dogs because they're all bloody too good for the podcast. But Taylor Giray, 69 points. He's forever a guy that we're going to talk about. Um, he looked a bit better than the 69. So, again, just another guy that you'd probably loop in if you can, if they have an early game. But, yeah, I wouldn't be confident fielding him week to week just yet. But um, 69 is not too bad a return for Giray. Robbie McComb. Guys. Bit of a, he's a mm. bit of a bit of a watch here. He's been a state league beast. Yeah, I know he's he been in the state league column a few times from you, Hayes. Um, but eighty three points looked a bit more. I knew he was a bit shaky in his debut, but looked much more composed in his in his second outing and kicked a couple of snags. He's got that wing and forward role while Lockie Hunter's out of the side. So another player potentially worth looping, even worth popping on your field, and he might get forward status as well down the track, which would be handy. So, I think round 12 is the next DPP. He's been playing on the wing. He's been playing wing, but a mix of that forward, kind of like Lockie Hunter does. So, hopefully, if he gets a little bit more forward time. Just exactly Lockie Hunter's role. Mm. Anyway, just a watch list. If you get him up forward, that's when you probably can play him a bit more reliably. Ed Richards with 87 points. Been a nice little surprise this year because we thought maybe he wasn't going to be fantasy relevant at all and uh, he's come out into that coming into his own in the back line there so 87 points plenty of plus sixes in this game and just good to have his run and carry out a defence I think Bevo's enjoying it when he's up and about I'd actually like watching him play I think he's a very handy player still really young too so you know still scope for plenty of improvement going forward yeah last game of the round Swans v Lions almost lived up to the hype the Swans really came back uh, at one point and 
threatened, but uh, Brisbane show they're just too good. And uh, Dan McStay, 88 points. He's really warming into this year. He's a guy I wish the Dons targeted. I know he's coming out of contract. We need a big presence up forward, and he's exactly what we need, a hard-running brute of a man. Now, obviously, uh, Joe Danaher's hurt his shoulder, and we're still not sure what the prognosis is there. So, does that help or hinder um, Big Dan this week? I'm not too sure because it probably means that he'll have the best for, uh, best defender yeah. on him. But when you look at Brisbane's next three opponents, it's West Coast, Oof. the Crows, and Hawthorne. Ooh. So, all three Yipers. sticky backlines. Hef, we brought this up before. Yeah, so um, what was the stat again? So they're playing this key week. forwards against West Coast. That's right. That's yeah. the easiest team to score against. Seventy-eight uh, key, for, key forwards average seventy-eight point eight against West Coast. So I reckon even all those three play, all those three teams are in the top six or seven yeah. for. So I think re- regardless of whether it helps or hinders uh, McStay, we won't really know for a while because I think the matchups are going to suit him going forward. And I think Darcy Fort's another one. Uh, he had eighty-four on the weekend, and he's actually really quite impressive to watch. Nineteen hitouts, a goal. And 16 touches. He's another one who might have his role altered, might play a bit more um, permanent forward as opposed to a 50-50 split, which he's been doing with OMAC. But uh, I think once again with those those um, upcoming fixtures, he's going to be more than fine um, in the weeks to come. Now, Cam Rayner, he had 65. And I think if you ever want to watch a player who will be very good at real football but never really fantasy relevant, I think it's Cam Rayner. Like, he does some great stuff. His overhead marking is... Honestly, the best, I reckon, for a small to medium guy I've seen at the moment. I've watched a few Brisbane games of late, and his his hands above his head are absolutely immaculate. Um, granted, he had to go and play a bit more key forward um, after Danaher went down the second half. But, you know, he kicked three goals, but really 20 of his 65 points came from score or, you know, actual goals So or goals and behind. So, he kicked 3-2. So, I want a bit more, but I understand that it was a bit, you know, he's still getting back into it after a knee recon. Yeah. But, you know, like, you were super high on him in the preseason. I was, but I wanted a 70 average, but I'm currently getting a 54. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> think that you're ever going to get a 100 average. Or no, you're, never, no, no. you're never going to get a not Like, he might be one of those pretty okay forwards, but... I don't know. I just... The thing I'd say, because, what, he's still 21, 22, 22. right? So, you, you, you look at what... Like, this is looking far into the future. Yeah. I'm not expecting much soon. But, like, you look at when... Neil, Lyons, Zorko are all gone in like three years, even within maybe two when they've kind of like staying tail off. You're going to get someone's going to have to move in there and they're already trying to blood him to be that next guy. I think as well with Rainer, like he scored 82 last week um, and he was looking on the up. And even in this game, wasn't looking too bad. Like you were saying, he had to sit up forward for a lot of the game as Mm. well. Like 65 is not a bad return if you have to sit up forward for the whole game for someone like Rainer. I think he's, I get the feeling he's building. I think by the end of the season, we'll I see. He, I think he might be one of the slowest burns of all time. But yeah, he, very slow burn, but there. I think he is building. I don't know. Well, it's going to be interesting. They play the Coasters this week. So, if he's ever going to score a big score, it's got to be this week. <laughs> um, On to the Swannies. Chadley Warner, he had 104 points. And I think this kid is flying under the radar. There's a lot of hype about lots of other players, both real footy and fantasy-wise. But I think he's one of the most exciting, explosive young mids going around. He can turn a game uh, by himself and he deserves a lot more respect. Look at his game on the weekend. Two goals, 24 touches and eight tackles. I know he's had a bit of a slower start to the year, but he is all class. And if you can still buy him low, medium, get on board. Back-to-back tons, isn't it? I actually threw a trade. I offered him up um, last week uh, in a league purely because I have just 
I have all these like I've this one team my dynasty league where they were, all these midfielders were forwards last year, mm-hmm. and now I've just got all they're all midfielders. So Warner's like a player I can actually struggle to get on the field because the rest of them go pretty well in the midfield. Offered him up for Sammy Draper because I don't have a ruck at the moment. I've got Ryder and that's it. Rather four injured, and uh, yeah, I'm kind of glad he didn't accept the trade. At least he said he would have if he had a backup ruck, but yeah, I'm like glad he didn't accept it. Now, can you guys tell what I'm preparing to say? What word? Thirst. Thirsty. Yeah. Warner's thirsty. He is thirsty. He doesn't, and he looks really upset when he doesn't get the footy as well. well yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's what you want. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lance Franklin had 100. He is in some fantastic form, big buddy. 95, 45, 93, and 100 in his last four games. So close to an auto 2G for Yeah, three. I know. It's so close. And he's got Gold Coast and the Dons coming over the next two weeks. Probably so going to get it. He might actually be uh, 2G for P in a fortnight's time, which what is, is absolutely oh, 35, 36 or something. He could be the oldest 2G for P. He'll time. probably rest against the buyers, the Dons. <laughs> He could like legit <laughs> he could rest for the next like month and yeah. Legit, we have oh we've got Monday who's a two G four P. Monday's slowly wanking his way. Franklin yeah, will true. rest though. That's the difference. Like you're yeah. gonna miss some games. But there'll yeah. be so many people who picked him up for absolutely nothing. You yeah, know, drafted and are just mm. gonna be laughing. Uh, Pistol Pete, he had 97 points. Can we two G four P him? <laughs> Interesting that um, Hickey might return this week. Oh, so oh, really? I think we need to hold Thought on. Thought he's still yeah. two or three weeks. Nah, away. apparently he's ahead of schedule. I did that was the Twitter sphere, so it could be wrong. Did you see any of this game? Because didn't, didn't Hickey do that like? I swear he, I think he did, did that last, last year. year where it was yeah, like actually, he's right. out for like three months Forever. with a knee and he was back in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, actually. Hell? Miracle here. So, um, <laughs> I think uh, the Twitter sphere was saying today that he might be pretty close. So I'm just going to hold off on that one. Anyway, I, he looked really lean. He's amazing. Fit. He's yeah. amazing. He's uh, such a good fantasy scorer if he's the number one right. Yeah, 23 touches, 25 hitouts. Yeah. We knew I this suppose, though. But the question is, okay, say he plays a heap more bulk, say Hickey doesn't play for a bit more and he's a solo ruck for a lot longer. If he loses forward status next year, does that really hinder his capability? No. No, because he's going to score. Like He scores best he's going to be the number yeah. one run. And he will be the number one run. So, yeah. Hef's back on. I remember Hef pre-season. Oh, he was jumping oh, off quicker than no, no, I, I saw him down having a party. No, he party, he's a party animal, mate. That's <laughs> yeah. what Hef saw him out at the club and he's like, nah, I'm off. Dane Swan partied like, probably before he went to the game. Like, and he was in the in fairness, scores. he was dropped for the first three weeks, which is like, and wasn't. All the media was saying that he's not fit enough. He's not ready to go. Dropped for the first three weeks. Had to work his way back into it. But, you know. Now he doesn't right. have the power. Guernsey on Hef's in back mm. in love. Maybe. That's it. I just don't like power plays. That's the <laughs> issue. Uh, Braden Campbell had 51 uh, points. Uh, scores still aren't really there. But he passed the eye test for me yesterday. I thought he did some really nice stuff. Um, he's playing a bit more of a defensive role, which sucks for fantasy. But I th- hope that kind of means good things for him long-term and beneficial there. So uh, starting to put a bit of size too, which I like. He was um, a bit skinny last year. This year he's actually looking a bit beefed up, which is good. So be patient with him if you're an owner. Now, lastly, Hef, set the cameras up. Oh, get, they're get, on. Get, get, your, get mm. your TikToks ready. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one. Now, I'm not going to BTP B2P this guy, but uh, Jake Lloyd, you are in my sights. Now, I'm a strong believer that it's time to start thinking about trading out Jake Lloyd. Now, he's averaged 86.7 this year and hasn't recorded a ton since round two. Now, he's gone back-to-back games in the 70s. And for reference, he's now five games without that ton. And he hasn't done that since rounds two to five of 2018. He's actually never had a run worse than three games in a row without a ton. Now, he's only 28, but it's clearly evident to me that he's not as integral to Sydney's game style or ball use as he once was. Look, they've got guys like Blakey, McInerney, Campbell, Kennedy back there at times. Look, Lloyd did take six kickouts, but also Campbell took three and Blakey kicked two. I think cracks are even starting to emerge last year 
In 2021, he didn't manage a 120-plus game, whereas in 2019 and 2020, he had a combined 15. The changing of the guard is here. Jump off while you can. Trade him while he has value. Jake Lloyd, you're a gonski. <laughs> you know, if Kays doesn't truly believe something when he writes an essay in the show doc about it to try to convince himself, I reckon. <laughs> but uh, look, I do agree that he's not probably going to reach the heights as he once had. But he's still going to be a 90 average defender. Now, two of these weeks where he scored low, I think he scored like a 91 and like an 84 or something like that, two weeks in a row. So he's gone back to back 70s. Yeah, it sucked. Um, but like Sydney haven't played well in the last two weeks either. The two weeks before that, there was only six kick-ins in total for Sydney to take in those two weeks. And he still went like 90s and 80s. So like if he was actually taking kick-ins in those games, like if there was actually points kicked against them, he would have had hundreds in those games. So like... I'm not too concerned just yet. Yes, he's had a lean two weeks, but he's, he's not just the main ball user anymore. I know that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's going to be a hundred plus average. No, anymore, I'm not saying not he's going to be a ninety. He's going to be a ninety. Sure, a 90 kind of but people would haven't drafted him as that as that. I oh, know, but there's lots of players you could talk about in this whole in the whole league. People have drafted high this year, and I, there, look, so. if you can get the return of somebody that thinks he's going to be, mm. this is what you're saying, though, right? You're, I'm just you're not saying, saying trade see high. you later. But no. if he, if you can get a return of someone that you think is going to be yes. like a 100, 105, yep. I don't know, in Midfield another or position or whatever, yeah, yeah. I'm not like totally against it because there's so many more mouths to feed back there now. You got, oh, like you yeah. said, Nick Blakey's just come up and like he's had actually a quiet little patch from a scoring mm. perspective, but he's still another user that they want to get the ball. Those guys aren't taking hands. points off him. And yeah, then yeah. Campbell, like Campbell's role going forward isn't going to diminish. It's only going to get more. So. Mm. Oracle, I, I see your point. I'm not. Yeah, so I'm not saying he's back to pod. Yeah, look, and he's cracks completely are starting to I'm emerge. Just saying, I'm just saying, if you can get a very good player, yeah, if someone was going to come to us, to be a good do return do But I don't think yeah. I'd, I don't think I'm going to get that. That's all. So I don't know. You'd be surprised. Yeah, anyway, no, I think like I said, a standby. I think it'd be a 90 average defender. So. Anyway, be fine. Anyway, that wraps up the round rewind. So thank you, thank you for listening. Spicy, thanks, and thanks can't wait to yeah. see on the TikToks. I'll definitely put that up on the TikToks. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, if you enjoy the podcast, listen to us each week. Enjoy Kay's essays like that. Uh, please consider becoming a member. Uh, up there, we've got weekly CBA analysis numbers, kick-in analysis numbers. Now, people often say. Why you got the kick-ins behind the paywall? You can get them for free. Or why you got the CBAs behind the paywall? You get it for free. Mm. There's analysis on them. All right. Yeah. So like we look at the last three games, trends going upwards, trends going downwards, all that sort of stuff that's in there. We're not just giving the, the plain numbers. We're looking at them and making a, an assessment of who's going up, who's going down, all that sort of stuff, and who's scoring as a result. Um, but yeah, we've also got the scores for and against with the new resource, the the scores against by player type. Ooh, yeah. Dossie's mm. just frothing over. He hasn't got off of it. He's that, that on his that screen arms. the whole time. That is one that would be yeah. killer for like draft stars and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. If you're doing Huge. that and you want to make money yeah. off it, geez, get on board. And that. yeah, streamers as well, like choosing who to play against what players. So mm. yeah. Um, yeah. So that's another resource that's up there too. And you also get a little thing called the Pod Pod that people like listening to as well. Who? They love it. Yep, exactly. All right. Kays, one Kays is like now on it every week. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. he's, oh, yeah, you know what he's done, which was pretty funny? He's now putting his own Twitter handle in his little, in his speech. So he does a one minute recorded segment on it on the Pod Pod. <laughs> yeah. That I we do. And he's shouting out his own Twitter handle. <laughs> oh, awesome. Love do you want to know what happened? So, <laughs> okay, so Dos goes, oh, I've made this sweet little like intro for you. Have you listened to it? And I said, oh, no, nah, I forgot. Anyway, I listened to last week's pod, like just to see, you know, get it. Anyway. For the first time. For the first the time. <laughs> but anyway, so I listened and then, so my bits played and he's gone, oh, thanks to Case for that. I haven't actually listened to what he said, but I'm sure it's got something. I'm sure there was something good in it. So thanks to you, <laughs> big ball sack. <laughs> Manscaped ball sack right there. Uh, 
Kaze, um, I've, I've noticed that you have like kind of delved a lot more into the classic this year. Is that with your hot start, you got kind of hooked on it? And then I just want to know where you're ranked now. That's uh, no, I'm 28,000. So like, I'm, not <laughs> <laughs> I'm crashing about it. But I've always said that my strength is never actually the game. I know a lot about the, the state legs and the rookies and that's all I really tweet about. Maybe you so should get I'm into it. In that area. Sandful fantasy. You'd be so you would have that. brought Greg Clark straight in last week. Yeah, absolutely you would have because you're a fantasy. You're no, because I listened <laughs> you to dickheads it. like Hef and he <laughs> I, taught me I, out of it. Oh no, like, I you got to get That was not me. We're not talking about classic. Enough classic. On this not me podcast. that gave that advice. I did agree with it, but I didn't give it to you. Um, but Ooh. anyway, uh, gold members, thank you to Cameron, Lester, William Junkin, uh, Daniel Schmidt, Alex Fugelslang. That was my favourite gold member name to say. No, no bias to the other gold members, but just as a name to say. It's a good one. Alex Fugelslang. Um, Joe Sullivan, Michael Barrard, Jamie Mott, Scott Pitway, Jake Miller, and James Van Balen. Thank you to those gold members. We read 10 out each week. If you want your name read out, sign up as a gold member. Hit the uh, link below in the description. Sign up and uh, you'll have your name up on the podcast. Anyway, we had another review this week. So we've been putting, we had we had a couple lean weeks where we didn't get any reviews. So we put mm. the call out and a few listeners have come to the Ooh, foray with that. Magic. So, um, Dossie, let's, let's have you read this one out this week. The podcast okay. review from JT374839. All right. The pinnacle of fantasy football potties. According to JT374839, the crew of Hef, Kays, and Doss do a stellar job each week of delivering all the best info on the lads that are not 2G for P. I did get torched by my league for asking a potty question after the boys blew me up on the pod. Apologies. But I certainly <laughs> don't hold that against them. Okay. Absolutely essential listening. If you're in any keeper or deep draft leagues, great bands and solid analysis. Up the trudge. Yeah, <laughs> Hashtag boy. boy, oh boy, bowie. Dossie, was this your burner? Is it your I burner? I wish it was. It was the first time I've read up the trudge. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's two dossisms in there. Yeah. Oh, sh- do we have trudge watch this yeah, week? Yeah, we got trudge yep. watch. Don't okay. worry. I, was oh, is that Hef, up? I usually do that one. Hef does his, you know, little plug sign up and all that kind of crap. Okay, okay cool. Uh, uh, the trudge was a bit quieter this week. There was a guy called uh, Patrick Dow who did turn <laughs> up in this game. I had 103 points, but... Our boy, the Keeper League's own Joel Trudgeon, he had 84 points, only the oh. six cuddles this week. So, <laughs> he needs to get them up a few more and then he'll crack that ton. I wonder if we can get the Trudge to like acknowledge the podcast in some way or send us a message or something when like that. When he gets drafted mid-season, yeah, we're going to get him. Yeah, we're going to get him. Absolutely. Yeah, we did. We call dibs. All right. Let's move on to the listener questions. First one of the night comes from Bego9880. What should you do with players like Fiorini and Luco? They're playing really average footy in even more average position. Thanks, boys. Let's just do hold or sell. Fiorini, hold, sell. Hold. Sell for me if you can get anything for you him. Can't, like, why would you sell him at no, the lowest? He's a fantasy oh, starter in the right yeah, role. No, and if you're selling him now, up. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, that's what you want. When it's, we want you to can't leave, sell we'll get at the lowest point. True. But Luca, yeah. you're holding as well, right? You're holding. I think I genuinely believe that Luca will get a role soon because the pitchfork's going to come out for him if he doesn't start. You know, you know pitchfork's coming out for June. The other players dropped on the wire in my league and hasn't even been picked up. Seems to be a few good players. Pow. Yeah, mm. right. Interesting. He's only he got injured, didn't he? He's not Yeah, he got yeah. injured. He's not. He did, but he's also been yeah, very underwhelming. I know he's been putrid, but it's not like he was dropped or anything like that. 
Yeah, but he's been like not fielding fieldable score, not playing yeah. fieldable scores. So, so your, your league's really shallow though, it isn't is it? Shallow. You can't stash, yeah. No. Yeah, that's the issue. Um, at Mum's Lasagna, um, Sam Hayes chat, his tank is the problem. Uh, looked gassed on the weekend. What can he average for the rest of the year? Now, he was, did look gassed, but it was most humid conditions I'll ever play in um, on the weekend. It was so slippery and wet. So, But I do agree. Um, I don't think he's going to be a huge scorer. I think he gets most of his points from hit outs. Doesn't do a lot around the ground. For the rest of the year, I... I reckon if everything goes to plan, he might average 60, but I think it's putting him more around the 50 range. What do you reckon, I'd have to actually check, but from memory, his, his sample scores sample last scoring year right. aren't... No, but it's, ne- it's not dominant. Not huge. Like, it was, but he was right. like an 85 kind of average. But a lot of... Yeah, he'd always have 40 hitouts kind yeah. of thing. There you go. Whereas, you know, like you look at some of those guys in the VFL who are dominating, like they'd have 120 and yeah. have 50 hit-outs, so they're getting a lot more possessions. You know? I think he, he can lay a hug, can't he? Like he if he can get near before, it. Yeah, but, so yeah. that's kind of, yeah. If it's like a congested game, I the think that's The adjustment to the, the speed of the games would be tough for a second-game Ruckman too, so yeah, probably take that into consideration. Mm. I'm about two seconds away from actually getting his last year's... Um, I, I literally reckon it was 88. Nah, yeah. I think oh, sorry, I looked it up the other day one. and it was 88. I'm going to say. 87, yeah, 87.4. <laughs> close dossier. So average 87. Last year, did he put up any big scores? No, like he he just tons up on his big yeah. games, and that's he's not he's not so. a massive score. Like he's great classic, yeah, but he's not necessarily. A, yeah, um, I reckon I reckon probably somewhere between fifty and sixty is probably going to be his average this year, but might might be bigger in future. Um, at Richard Eliardis asks, uh, what do you think Rao's ceiling is this year and moving forward? So let's say let's just ignore his average right now because of his, his low games. What does he average from here on? Do you think? We scored kind of back-to-back 80s. Yeah. Uh, I reckon it's got to be around that 80. I think it's around mark. that. Yeah. I, I think you, if you can get a 90, 90 average, I think you'd be happy. I just hope he's – I'm more than happy to own him as an owner if he's not putting up 60s and shit like that. Like if he's going to score me an 85 each week, sweet. He can be my M6, M7 because you kind of have that hope that he's going to – go bigger next year or something like that with another yeah. year in the belt. I, I, just, I just want to get rid of those trash scores. I just hope the game plan changes because <laughs> like every sun right now, I mean, there's the, there's some relevancy coming back, but the game plan compared to previous years is just yeah. like the less relevant. Matt Rowe doesn't take marks. Mm. Yeah. just But he should like tackles though. So yeah. That should compensate. But yeah, like that. we're talking about that. The reason we're talking mm. about so many suns being irrelevant, like we're talking about Lakotius, Fiorini, yeah, like no Jeremy Sharp's not even in the side. Brandon yeah. Ellis is like nowhere to be seen in terms of being gunned. Mm. Like, it's because of the game plan. Mm, like, truth. Hashtag stewed you out. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, at Ranger J87, he's got a couple streamer options here. We should use the new resource for this. So, Kane Farrell, uh, Farrell against the Bulldogs. So, let's do, and then Cam Rayner versus West Coast. You so, do your stats. I'm going to use my, you use my, your gut my ball old. call. Yeah, use your, yeah, use your, no, what's it called? Uh, Nutsack. Yeah. Crack. Uh, what's it like called? Um, Nutfield. Yeah. Use your Nutfield. All right, what are we calling him? A medium forward? What's, what's oh, you got it up on your screen, dude. Yeah, I've got it Yeah, medium forward. So, let's go for Farrell. Medium forward against who? Uh, Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Bulldogs are a tough team to score against. They are the fifth lowest, fifth hardest team to score against and for Cam, a medium forward. Cam Rayner against West Coast would be a mid forward, midfielder forward. Mid forward against West Coast, the third easiest. There you go. Score. Cam Rayner is probably your option then. Normally, I would say Kane Farrell, but West Coast are that trash that Cam Rayner will put up a score this week. Yep, so that's your streamer of those two streamers. And even if you call Kane Farrell a mid-forward, for instance, he's there still Western Bulldogs, the second hardest team to score against for those. So Yeah, okay. So, yeah, Cam Rayner looks like the obvious option there against the coast, the inferior coast. Anyway, uh, at Cherto 5, long-term thoughts on Connor McDonald. 
I have long-term good thoughts about Conor McDonald. It's just he's playing up forward at the moment and uh, he's going to take a while. He's a good underage scorer. His underage him? numbers were ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and it seems that Mitchell is more than happy to give these guys a go at some yeah. stage. You know, And like, he's probably being entered in the right way, like not getting yeah. thrown in the deep end out of his yeah. depth in the guts. Just yeah. getting a taste of AFL footy, yeah. working into it. And yeah. Don't yeah. be shocked if he's like managed or omitted soon for the, the yeah, same reason Ward, Ward, Ward was. Yeah. Yeah. But the greatest thing is he'll have centre forward status next year and every chance to have a late second year kind of breakout. Yeah. Yep. Um, at Jerry Hello 3 not in contention this year. Ooh. Should I trade Lloyd for Sarong? Oh, boy. There's the trade. Yes, you should. Lloyd Is for that Sarong. the trade? Is Sarong I, the man? Depends. Not in contention this year. And when, are you not in contention for the next two or three? Because then definitely yes. Well, it really depends on how good you think Caleb Sarong is, and well, I think he's going to be very good. Next year, Sarong, I could see him averaging over 100 quite easily. He's averaging 70 Didn't we say this that year? Yeah. This year and the year before, Average not eighty-two year last year. <laughs> he should be breaking out. It's his third year. Yeah, yeah. He's going to want his fourth. He seems to be leaning towards more fourth these days. So I'm going to go with that. Kids maturing later these days. Yeah, it must yeah. be that. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a bloody good question. I've just had a whole fifteen-minute bit on it. So, so you should, nah, you should I, be able to make honestly, this decision easily. I'd actually, I would do it if I was not in contention because I think Sarong is a genuine magnet. Yeah, I like that trade. But yeah, like I said, you'd have to not be in contention for at least two years, I reckon, then do it. Dossie. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably I think I'd probably find enough, like I'm just not I am high on Sarong but I just he doesn't get he doesn't at the moment hit all stat lines which like if I'm training Jake Lloyd like give me the next guaranteed stud like Sarong's kind of dropped off this year I'd be looking for someone that's on the up yeah okay like, a, like give me Noah Anderson or something <laughs> yeah I don't know yeah, I don't know if you'd get that. I might throw that you one might. out. I'll throw that one out and see what happens. Anyway, I need more midfielders. Anyway, that's a wrap. So, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, get us around, get around us on the, all, all of those platforms. Oh, it's been TikToks. a long night. Keeperleaguepod.com.au. Look for K's on, um, look for K's on TikTok this week. Uh, we'll definitely have him on there. <laughs> I'll, I'll take our K's on Twitter. <laughs> on the- <laughs> on the TikToks. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, make sure you get around our sponsors, Manscaped. Support them, you support us. Use Keeper20 on their site. Get 20% off and free shipping. And also check out our membership options. Uh, links in the description below. Sign up and support the podcast. Anything else from you boys this week? No, have a great weekend. Go Adelaide United. Up the trudge. Uh, yeah, don't week. fudge with the trudge. <laughs> and that'll do us for another week. Thanks for listening and see you later. Bye. See ya.